0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. to
2: 2-2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil, like But it went exactly right Could oh! have went wrong But it went right Said it was Ian But it oh, went right Man in now. Negative to and it But I see right Man could have had that fight But I gonna mean, walk on sight Man had to drop that man
3: this podcast is in partnership with fanside, the first ever football in play fantasy football game. Um this week we uh, have got Crystal Palace, and I'm certainly going to be involved in the action. Um, Getting my team together to win some cash prizes. Dan, what are your top three players that you recommend? Um, fant- uh,
4: Fans like players to be playing tomorrow in the game. Yeah, I think I think Zaha's definitely got to be one to. One to watch you know I think he's had a good record, good time scoring against us um in recent years um I think from our side Yang he got a goal in his last game as well, so I think he might he might be one to to watch again and see if he gets back in good goal scoring form and I think that guy, Smith Rowe you know might be mm-hmm. uh, a left field choice um he's quite cheap um obviously he's a youngster, but um i feel like he's been quite productive in his few starts you know um in the europa league and the premier league i think he's got uh two goals now um three assists across all all competitions in about um uh if we're using what the chelsea boys like to do in in four starts you know so um so that's a uh, that's very productive from the lad through the roof yeah exactly so i yeah. think um you know he might he'll definitely be one to one touch i think he will be um starting again starting again tomorrow yeah um I, I for one i'm gonna go for all the palace players because i don't think we beat palace since
3: 2018 so i'm gonna be stacking my team full of palace players if you want to get involved in the action with me dan and the rest of the touchdown frackers gang head over to fanslide download the app it's an in-play fantasy football game with a, a completely new concept it's really really fun and if you want to win a bit of extra cash and you think you're good at fantasy football then join fanslide hello welcome to another touchy Gunners podcast my name is lewis i'm joined by uh nigerian dan how you doing man yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. In fact, it's, you know, it's, it's about time someone asked how I am. When I ask people, <laughs> how are you? No one ever bloody asks how I am. Uh,
4: I, I won't <laughs> do that next time, damn but... Yeah,
5: Thanks. Olu, how are you? I'm not bad, man. Two weeks in a row, I've made an appearance. Oh, you man. Know.
4: You're really rinsing building, out this. New I'm building, little, that you
3: brought, right? building things up, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect it. I respect it. Well, you spend 100 quid on a mic and you're getting uses out of it. Oh, mate. Got it, man. This is expensive, boy. <laughs> Yeah, can imagine. And uh, we're delighted to uh, say that we're joined by Sammy Mockbell again. How are you doing, man? I'm all right, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, well thanks, thanks, Sammy. Yeah, I'm I'm doing really well, uh, as well as we can do. Obviously, um we're hoping that you can give us some enthusiasm because last time you were on the pod, you left us with the whole Willian stuff, and we were a bit dejected. We went back into the group chat and we was like, we was like, oh man. Sammy really just, <laughs> he let us down with the whole Williams stuff. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're hoping you could give us a bit more enthusiasm um, uh, on tonight's pod. I, 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 maybe it's a bit of a tour order, given uh, <laughs> the, the, the events that's going on at the moment. Yeah, but, um, yeah like, uh, I guess where we could start with is just in terms of um, how rocky the season has been for Arsenal, you know, it's been we started off all right um we had a decent window by all uh, but incomings anyway we had a decent window uh, i think a lot of us bemoaned the fact that we couldn't get rid of a lot of the deadwood and we're still seeing that now that you know there's still so many of these players that we just can't get rid of um but incomings wise we signed some good players except the one that you told us about William, who's yeah. been a bit <laughs> of disappointment um and then obviously things started to fall apart um hmm. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole season so far, and and what what's, what's been your view on how Arsenal have dealt with the situation surrounding Arteta.
6: Um, first and foremost, I think that the the most important thing to stress is there was, you know, there was a lot of talk around Arteta's future, and certainly amongst the fact the nice sections of the fan base, um, whether he's the right man for the job. Um, I. I um, I, I don't think that was ever a conversation that was had by within the, the sort of the, power, the, the corridors of power at the Emirates. I, I think they, regardless of what of uh, the start you had and that the results that were that the results that were, were coming in, I, 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 I it was always maintained to me that, that the club were accepted that it was it was a long term project with with Mikel. And that they were always they were always gonna be on board. Oh, oh, listen, obviously there would always be a point in time um if the season imploded, which you know in, in sort of some weeks it looked like it was going to mm. implode, you know. There was there was talk <clears throat> of a relegation fight at one stage, wasn't there? Um, um but I I I don't think I don't think there was sort of in terms of Arteta ever being under pressure to keep his job. I don't think we ever got quite got to that stage. And obviously, the run that you guys have been on recently, um, kind of, you know, I'm not saying that it it, it has righted the wrongs of the the start of the season, but it's definitely gone to placate some of the, maybe some of the the sort of the bad wheel that was starting to grow against the manager and listen you guys still got a long way to go to turn it around you know you're always as is always the case with Arsenal you're only two feet you know two defeats on a spin away from a crisis and that, that's just the way That's just the way it is I suppose at Arsenal but yeah um, the, 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 you know the the, the current signs are, are relatively promising but you know the, the the I think there's still major problems and 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 sort of quirks that need to be sorted out within the squad.
3: Yeah. Do was do, do you think there ever was a point where I know you said that obviously it never it, it wasn't really in their focus to to pull the trigger on Arteta, but do you think there was ever like a number in mind? Like if we continue to lose X amount of games, then this will be the moment we have we, we 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 would have had to pull the trigger. Mm.
6: Uh it's a good question. I I I, th- I think um I think a conversation would probably would probably have to have been had if you guys slipped into the bottom three mm-hmm. and if you were in the bottom three for a sustained period of time. I think that would have been the moment or that would have been the, the sequence of, of events that would have led to at the very least a conversation being had. Um and let's make no bones about it. I don't think what were you at at one stage? You were two points, three points away from yeah, that, yeah, the relegation zone. So it wasn't like it was beyond the realms of possibility. But the, the 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 feeling that I got was was that it was it was you know Project Arteta all the way, and we we knew there was going to be bumps along the way, and and you kind of just got to run with it and roll with it. And as I said, I think you know the, the results that you've had recently of. Of, um, plac- placated what was what was an, and steadied what was a rocky ship. But you know, as we said, you're always uh, asking, always a couple of defeats away from, from lurching into another crisis. Yeah, do definitely. you
5: think? Um, I was just going to say, in terms of like, um, because of obviously COVID situation, barely any fans being at the stadium. Do you think because obviously one of the downfalls for Wenger and Emery was the fans at yeah. the stadium? Do you think if the fans were there doing that run? Do you not think, like, he would have felt the pressure a lot more and the club would have felt a lot more pressure than, obviously, now with the lack of fans, they don't really, they can kind of do whatever they want. 100%. I think that is bang on the money. I think if the fans were,
6: I think if the fans were in the stadium and the response to the run and the response to the manager was... As vociferous as it has been, as you say, for Emery and, and Wenger during his the, those 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 latter days of his of his tenure, but, you know, you, you, I think when you're a board member or you you know sit on the board of a, of a club, you can't ignore that kind of negativity. And in many ways, that you know, at various clubs and at various junctures, that has done for managers. Premier League managers once the once the fans turn, the, the board invariably uh, buckle under the pressure of uh, and then and, and make the decision to to part ways. But so I think you're right that that that's where Mikel has uh, perhaps landed on his feet a little bit. That you know we all want you know we all, listen we all want. And Mikel Arteta has been on records as saying he wants fans back in the stadium as soon as it possibly can, as soon as it's safe to do so. But maybe in this scenario, the fact that uh, there have been no, no, no supporters in the stadium has, has sort of played to his advantage.
3: Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about obviously. <sighs> Leading on from that, obviously there are huge financial implications for having no fans in the stadium. And um news came out that this week we've asked Arsenal have taken out a, is it a 120 million pound loan? Some yeah. kind of Wonga short term loan. I the don't, I don't quite know what it is. is. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> loan there, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's gotta be paid back in x amount of time Um, do do you have any thoughts or any ideas as to why that loan was taken out and uh, you know and and how that maybe hampers us this window Uh, I
6: don't don't think it is I don't think it will hamper or advantage the the inter you know I guess you guys are talking about transfer window and your transfers I don't think that will have an impact I think the money was taken out um more just to run it, just just to ease the the strain of the running costs of of the um uh of the club essentially obviously the the the, the pandemic has hit football and has hit arsenal as it has every club you know significantly and uh, i think the money that they've taken out of the loan that they thought to take out um will just help with easing that burden a little bit um but from my understanding is, is that money won't have an impact on on transfer transfer incomings i think the business is the the business they're trying to do is the business the business they're trying to do and the and that and that money won't won't um be reflected in 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 what they eventually end up doing which probably won't be loads in january Uh, i
3: think
6: i think think, think it's you know we do know that they're they're after (laughs) They definitely after a um, an attacking an attacking midfielder, but so you know it's easier said than done. I think the emergence of Emil Smith Rowe in the last few weeks has perhaps not saying it definitely has, but I'm saying that you know it it perhaps has eased the the necessity to bring to bring a uh, a, an attacking midfielder in. But equally, and and I'm sure you guys would, would probably concur. You know, I, I don't I, whether you can rely on on someone like Emil Smith Rowe as talented as he, as he is, and he's, he's obviously going to be a fantastic footballer. Whether you can rely, rely on a youngster to sort of dig you out of the hole that you're in, in terms of creating chances, because that's be that's you know be frank, that's been a massive problem. Whether you can rely on him week in week out to do that, um, I'm not sure you can, and I, and I think Mikel Arteta would still be in the market for uh reinforcements in that creative area
4: if uh, if they can do one mm. yeah i think i think my understanding of the loan was sort of like um, to give you an example you're getting a bit tight before payday so you don't want to put anything more in on your current account so you just put it on your credit card it, yeah. and then <clears throat> and you're just gonna you'll, you'll pay back the credit card next month after you've been paid because i think um, i think may is when a lot of the money uh, that we get annually comes in from like Adidas and Emirates and all of that um, sponsorship deals. So the way I see right. it is just is just them taking advantage of some, I guess, cheap cheap cash that the government made available. Um, whether you agree with that morally or whatnot, um, is a different argument. But I think you know Daniel Levy's done it and it it proved them um, to be quite sensible thing right. for Spurs to do. So um, I think that and and I think on the Smith Rowe point. I think Arteta said, right? He said after I think the Brighton win that you know these this form isn't going to change our plans, that kind of thing. And I would hope that it wouldn't, because um, from other reports, you're hearing that Smith Rowe was going to go out on loan um, and whatnot. So, you know, I guess the plan wasn't even for him to even like to be this this good. But if he if he does go out on loan, I would assume that they would still think that someone was would would be needed. Um, and this is a guy who's had loads of injury problems in the past, which is why he's not played that much football um, in the past two years. So to then, like, sort of go into the second half of the season, being like, this guy is the answer to all our problems, I think would be very, very um, short-term thinking. So, yeah. I it's I agree with that. that.
5: It's yeah. not just short-term, though. It's like, it's just unfair on Smith Rowe. It's just a huge burden on his shoulder. Don't get me wrong, he's very talented to me because I've always... I've always like, push or you know, not Lewis, you know, Lewis. Lewis can stay there because you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've always thought Smith old yeah, I saw him once and I just thought, yeah, this kid's got something, but you think that about I think, every youngster, oh, you think no, that about every I don't youngster. you don't you don't film, yeah, you know. I said some are decent and it but Glenn Kamara, I having a good career <laughs> if I'm being he's, a, he's in rangers doing well, he's having a good career, and I'm always right in terms of that. But um Smith Rowe, nah it, it, you just can't put that much pressure on him. He's not. It's just too early, too soon. You, get what I'm saying, like he's not. Not no. Like Froden is like another, another level. We can't um use Smithrow as comparison to Foden. So the way we need to use him, we need to take care of him in terms of how how we in, in, like give his impact into the team. To me, how I we mean, manage him. Yeah, and it's not like
3: Arsenal have historically uh, overplayed youngsters. In, in, in history, have they no? no. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, Sammy, just uh, just going on to transfers. Then, um, have you have you heard any inklings about who Arsenal's like n- number one targets would be? Would it be? Uh, are they looking to do permanent staff? Is it is it loan deals? What what kind of constraints are we working with? I
6: think it was. I, I think that ideally, want to do a loan just to get them out of a hole um, for the rest of the season. If they could, if one if one is doable um i think that makes i think that makes sense i think players are more readily available or the players you want or you target are more ready, readily available at the end of the season um and they're also probably available at a better price um so to me going into the loan market for a just for a stopgap makes uh makes bundles of sense to me um I think one at the start of the start of the window, I don't know if it's called. I haven't heard recently, but I I, I saw the the uh, Isco links, mm-hmm. and I, I understand they were correct or they are mm-hmm. correct that they would consider that one. Again, you know, I, I, I can't see that being that wouldn't be a permanent deal, surely, just because of the the, the the finances attached to that deal. And, it, and to me, it doesn't really. I don't know. I, I don't know how old Disco is now, but I'm not sure yeah, he would 28. Get, I think maybe. So maybe yeah, 28, 29. You know, are you going to get? Are you are you getting a player who's hungry? Are you getting a player who's passed? Who's gone over the hill a little bit? I, I you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure he would fit the fit the ethos of player that uh, Arteta would want long term.
2: Mm. So I, I
6: certainly think he would fit the bill short term. If he can come in and do a job for six months, and then mm. if he, he do, if he does if he does well in that six month period, maybe then doing a loan for a year, maybe that could work. Um, but I, I, I think that the Arsenal would would rather keep their powder dry in terms of permanent deals uh, mm. until the summer, where you know where as I say, players are more clubs are more prepared to let go of their better players um mm. and also um yeah you, you're probably more likely to get a better price yeah because, you know you, if you're looking to get a start in a second midfielder in january clubs will invariably know that these you know this the, the buying club must be pretty desperate yeah. so that you know the price goes up by 10 million quid just yeah. on that alone so especially um, in
5: our position so yeah right everyone's no
3: starving
6: no, yeah,
5: everyone, <laughs> everyone knows,
6: don't they? Arsenal are after that kind of player. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. When
1: I in rain, when I last and- hey, everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program you'll receive personal cover art q and a's with blue wires top podcasters access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we'll get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal
1: You can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to levelling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the programme is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com forward slash join.
0: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases.
5: The, like how they treated Özil, not really like using them.
6: Um, I'm not sure if regret. I'm not sure if regret's the right word. I, listen, Özil's a fantastic footballer, you, and you know he is technically, and you know he's yeah one of the best of of, of a generation. You know he's gone. He's he literally won everything, hasn't he? But I don't think we should also forget that. Towards the latter days of, towards the latter days of Wenger's reign, and obviously you know he he's kind of since Emery's come in, he's kind of gone off a cliff, right? And he hasn't really performed. Even in those latter days of Wenger's Wenger's reign, did we, I'm not even sure we were seeing the best of of Mesut Ozu. I can't remember. Maybe maybe I'm a bit unappreciative of 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 how good he actually is or how good he actually was, but I watched. At that period of time, I watched a lot of Arsenal, and I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, he always just flattered to deceive for me. Listen, mm-hmm. fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't, I didn't
3: feel he was affecting. Don't worry, Sammy. That. This is a safe place for Errol slander. I'm not to any You. <laughs> got,
5: got a rep for the group.
2: <laughs>
3: don't worry, so, it's yeah. a safe space. I'll have your back. Um,
6: <laughs> yeah, at least. I, I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting his ability because he is a fantastic player. And in the right team, in the right team, yeah, he'd, he'd be an asset. But um, I don't think he'd be an asset in this in the way that Arteta wants to play in terms of the the, the, the high energy, the work rate, the pressing. Can you no, Can you see Mesut Ozil? You know, pressing onto whatever the, the center mm. midfielder. I just can't. I can't see it, and I, I don't think he would. I don't think he would fit into into, um, Mikel Arteta's
4: sort of strategy and, and and the way he wants to play. Yeah. Do you think then now that <clears throat> that sort of deal to to see him finally leave the club? Do you think that's going to happen this month? Um, for because I think all the reports are saying you know, um, Fenerbahce that move's looking looking very likely, and that mm-hmm. do you reckon that the that saga is finally going to be coming to an end now?
6: Yeah, for for once for once I, I, I can sit here and say that I think there is an openness from both parties to get that to get that um to get that deal done to Fender Bache this month. Um it will invariably as as these things always are um end up uh, a discussion about money. He's still owed, you know, he's still got six months six months on a contract which is worth three hundred and fifty grand a week. So yeah, why is he just going to walk away from that? So, yeah, of course, yeah, that this, you know, whether you think that's right or wrong, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. he, 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 in my opinion, he would be silly to walk away from that, but and, um, other people would, would disagree with me. But I think finally, there is an openness from certainly from Mesut Ozil's point of view. Is to, to negotiate, come to some sort of deal with regards to the rest of his wages, whether that he forgoes a little bit of it or the buying club, i.e., Fenerbahce, um, pay part of you know Arsenal pay paid, paid a brunt of his paid a brunt of his, his the rest of his wages until the summer, and then Fenerbahce t- paid the rest, and then obviously then Fenerbahce take on the, his full whack when uh, uh, next season. Um, from next season when his actual uh, Arsenal contract, so there's, there's various ways that they can they can sort of come to a come to a deal yeah. and, and, and negotiate. But yeah, you, you know whether it happens or not well, is dependent on how much Mesut Ozil is willing to forego, mm-hmm. how much money he's willing to forego. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that you know, I I, I think there is a willingness there for, for on all parties for that deal to to, to happen.
3: What what's your stance on um obviously what's happened since uh since, since lockdown finished and we restarted the season project restart. Obviously Urzil left out after practically I think maybe starting every game under Arteta when he first came. Yeah. Mm. And obviously we have um <laughs> there seems to be this real big divide about the reasons why Ozil has been left out. Is it political reasons? Is it footballing reasons? Is it the wage cut? Um, Do you you have any thoughts on, you know, are we to believe everything that comes from the club um, in terms of the reasoning that they are saying that uh, Urza was left out?
6: Um, I would would suggest it was, I, I think it's, and some of the indications that I've had that it is it is a it is it is a footballing it is a footballing reason i don't think the commercial i don't think the commercial side of things as far as i'm aware it ha, has come into that has come into that decision i think um arteta's got a way of playing as we've suggested i think they've looked at it looked at his work great um looked to what and look and looked at what he does off the ball rather than rather than on the ball and and to ask them. Ask themselves a question: Does he fit into what we what, what we want to do here? I think the answer to that has been a categorical no, as we uh, as we know. Um, listen, there's but you know there's always and there's always been there's always been rumours and suggestions of of Mesut Ozil's demeanour on the training ground, even during those those final days of, um, of Arsenal. Arsenal Wenger, there was always suggestions of kind of you know his what his, his motivation and his attitude in training and you know i wonder if if maybe that that side of his of his um professionalism shall we say has has maybe played a part again in in um um Arteta thinking i'm not saying that for, i'm not saying that for, i know that for definite but mm. uh, there are obvious there is obviously reasons behind Arteta's decision to to completely um eradicating from the squad because it's a weird decision to make right because you have uh you have proven experience you have proven talent there um so not to use him and not to have him in your squad at all so suggests that it that you know it, you know it is a footballing reason but it suggests there's probably more to it um and when, listen whether it whether it is an attitude problem only Mikel Arteta could could answer that question because he's mm-hmm. the one who, Decision, mm-hmm. um, but it certainly wouldn't surprise me. And uh, so,
3: so, sorry, sorry, just before we move on, um, you mentioned that Arteta did make the decision. Um, are you, are you, are you confident that that, that was the case that it wasn't coming down from you know powers that be? Uh, you know, th- th- there's all sorts of these theories, and it's just, yeah, it's like you know what the Meza like is you tweet one thing about Meza and then you got all the sure. wackos in your mouth. Ozil, <laughs> <Ozilkins>. <laughs> the, yeah, Ozilkins. the
6: uh, ozi I call them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Listen, I, I, I don't, I don't concur with the fact that it's been a decision that's forced upon him. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think if Michel Arteta wanted wanted to pick Meza Mes- in his squad, he would pick Meza Ozel in his squad. But he's obviously got very serious reasons as to why he hasn't um i suppose you know we may never find out what the you know publicly what the what those reasons are and i will never confirm but um yeah i I don't think it's i don't think it's a a decision that's been forced upon Mikel arteta i i I don't think he would he would he would stand for that
5: okay um i don't Don't want to make an oval party right now to be fair but um with him, do you do you not think that um, the media have kind of let Arteta get away with kind of get away with things a bit? Because obviously we saw how, how we were like suffering creativity, creativity, and um, do you not think they've kind of let him get away with it, just doing whatever? Because in it terms- did seem like Arsenal tried to just get by this season
6: in terms of the, the decision to leave him out of the squad. Yeah,
5: yeah. It's um, a good question could you know could we could
6: it, could that have been highlighted um you know listen i I have seen to be honest, I have seen pieces and stories to that effect you know you've got some you know you've got a problem in in creating chances and you've got one of the best creators that have ever sort of graced the world of football sitting at the training ground not being used um have we let him off the hook maybe 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 he hasn't maybe he hasn't had the scrutiny maybe he hasn't had the scrutiny that um other managers would have would have got but um i think part of that part of the reason maybe that he hasn't had that scrutiny is because i think the message coming from inside the club has been so strong that mm-hmm. arteta is going to be is going to be the manager no matter what mm-hmm. um and i think that maybe has um <clears throat> influenced in inverted commas, the, the narrative a little bit with regards to with regards to, um, Nicol Arteta. But I think if you, you know, if 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 another if another manager at another sort of top six club went on the kind of run Arsenal went on, perhaps their managers would be under far more <laughs> under mm. far. More. We, we, listen, we're seeing with Chelsea now. Look at yeah. Chelsea. You know they've been on a they've been on a poor run, not any, anywhere near as a poor run that Arsenal were on um and we're already talking about and obviously chelsea's obviously a different dynamic but um yeah and we're already you know frank's already under pressure there despite the fact he led them to an fa cup final last year despite the fact he you know led them to a top you know to the top four last year mm-hmm. despite the fact they threw to the champions league knockout stages this year um so maybe yeah maybe he has been let off the hook but as i say i think part of that is because the narrative because the 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 message from inside the club has been so strong.
3: What um, what what is uh, how have you found Arteta so far? Because I think there's maybe a bit of a perception around him that he's a bit of a media darling. That he's um, he obviously comes across very well in his press conferences. He's uh, very uh, eloquent, and the way the way he talks, you know, does. I think that's one of the things that I most enjoyed about Arteta. After we had Emery, where Emery couldn't really communicate his message, it was all a bit mumble jumbled. And then you got Arteta, who came in. He he laid out what exactly he wanted to do, and we really enjoyed the confidence and the passion that he spoke about things so has that kind of um do you think that's wearing off or not do you think that's wearing off from arteta um in terms of the fan base and also with you guys in the media as well do you, are you guys still as charmed maybe as as, as you were at the
6: mm-hmm. start um first off that yeah we should definitely point out that 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 was the uh the communication of the manager was definitely one of the prime i remember at the time when unai emery um, lost his job um i remember the communication publicly was one of the main criteria they were looking for in their next manager someone who could who could um, yeah essentially you know you never, never going to get an, an arsen Wenger. You, you know being in an Arsene Wenger press conference was always an experience you know he could hold court he would hold the room you know he had that he had that character he had that demeanor but they certainly wanted someone who you know and, and it, listen Unai we tried to communicate and he tried to um bring a little bit of carrot bring a little bit of character press press conferences but i think he just he was so um he just wasn't comfortable with the language and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. My Spanish is, you know, my, my Spanish is, you know, is, you know, I, couldn't, I couldn't hold a conversation in Spanish. So, and he was trying, and I, and I do feel that Unai Una Emery's language um, grasp of the English language vastly improved. But it was it was difficult for, I think, in my opinion, fans to connect with Unai Emery because of his. Um, Difficulty in communicating with fans through through us and on TV and and and, and through the media and whatnot. Um, Mikarteta, Arteta, on the other hand, is very good and he's very adept at holding court. is very adept at getting his message across. Um, uh, but to call him a media darling, I, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not sure. I, I think this stems back to the, the, the previous question about you know you're essentially asking have we given have we given arteta an easy ride uh, given the run that you that you guys have been you you guys, you guys have been on i think yeah as I you know i i, I sorry to heart back to the to, to to the previous answer but i i do think that the fact that if he, if you guys think he has had an easy ride that will be because the message from inside the club has always been that strong that he's you know he is mm. not under any threat and i think you know that way that that's the reason why we've not been we you know we've we've maybe fallen short of questioning why he he remains in a job essentially
4: it's almost it's almost like you guys didn't didn't smell any blood you know so um so
6: the one of for the one of, of, of a better expression that is a very good way of putting it. That is probably yeah. a very good way of putting
3: it. So the sharks truck, weren't circling. When, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You
6: just knew it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't. We okay. he, he just knew he, he was. As I said, unless the season absolutely imploded, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't think the appetite was there to get rid of of another manager. Because where where do you go from there? Mm. Um,
3: that, that was my thing as well. I, I never I. I knew we weren't gonna sack him unless things got so bad because I think it it, it takes Arsenal to, to the, it takes us so long to move sometimes like it took us um, way longer than it should have to sack Wenger it took us way longer than it should have to sack Emery we weren't gonna pull the trigger on Arteta at, 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 who who is the club's choice he's the he's the club's guy we were never gonna pull the trigger on him just because we've entered a bad run of form unless it got so bad Mm. that we you know like you said flirting with relegation you know and I just I never saw that coming anyway when you bring Thomas Partey back into the team we would have found a a fix eventually which he has done he stumbled on a fix and but you know maybe this is the turnaround for him you know managers sometimes need that bit of luck you know Azevenga found Ashley Cole um, by luck you know, uh, rather than playing Silvino, you know, these things, these these things do happen. Um, Talking about um, youngsters. uh, Bless you. (laughs) Um, Talking about youngsters. um, Obviously there's a lot of talk about, uh, Olu, do you want to say the pronunciation? Balogun. Yeah, There's a lot
2: of talk
3: about, um, obviously, Balogun's contractual situation, and um I think we're all really big fans of uh Balogun and we, we we want him to stay. Do you do you see any circumstance at which Balogun is gonna stay at the club and and, and uh do you have any info and or uh knowledge as to what's going on there?
6: I actually made a couple of calls on that today, actually, just to double check a couple of things. So mm-hmm. um I think he's got numerous offers from abroad for for pre for pre-contracts. Um I don't think he's agreed one yet. I don't think he's signed one yet, but um, I think he's minded to. I think he's frustrated. I think he's frustrated at the lack of playing time for sure. Mm. Um, maybe, perhaps, understandably, I think he's He definitely he, he, def, he, he comes with a big reputation, right from mm. uh, from the academy, yeah. yeah. And given the goal scoring problems that you were having, maybe for him not to get. More minutes during that period, I can see how that would frustrate him. Um, I think the club is still trying to time down to a long term contract, but I think it's all about pathway with him, pathway into the into the uh, into the first team. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, at the moment, I don't think he sees one, um, and maybe he 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 looks at it. Maybe I'm better off going abroad. Um, getting in, getting more first team minutes more regularly um, than I am at the moment. Because let's make no bones about it, you know Pierre Aubame- Pierre Emicabamyang is you know he's the captain of the team and he he starts if he's fit. Um, getting, you know, dislodging him out of the team is 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 a tough ask, particularly for a young lad. So I uh, I can understand why he would be he would be attracted by uh those those offers from abroad and I can I can I can definitely see why he's he's giving them serious consideration. Mm.
4: I
5: think, Do you not think I think part of the um oh, sorry after yeah. you done
4: yeah I was just gonna say I think it's it's quite interesting though um because for me if you're looking at the guys who are I guess blocking his pathway um you got Lacazette um and Ketchow obviously you know a if he's fit he's gonna he's gonna start right and I think that You know, as a youngster, you wouldn't probably expect to start over um, a Aubameyang. But um, I feel like if you're talking about pathway, it seems quite an easy discussion to have, I think, with um, someone like Balogun because both of those other strikers, Lacazette and Nketiah, um, I guess for all intents and purposes, it doesn't look like the club is planning on sort of extending their contracts, um, that kind of thing. They're both going into their last year. So I feel like it, it seems that if Arsenal did want to keep him, that seems like a very easy, you know, um, solution to say. Look, right, we're we're, we're probably not going to renew these two guys. Let's think long. Let's think long term here. Like, you know, your career is a lot longer than six months. We can get you alone for six months, and then next season, um, you know, you can start. So, it seems to me like the club just aren't really sure what they're going to do there in that striker department for for the future, and that's a bit a bit of what's causing the. Causing the, the commotion, I guess. I think
6: it, what I would say about the situation: I think it's another example of um, poor contract management by the club. This should have been sorted out last summer. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. it should have been you either you signed his contract now, or we or we let you go to Brentford for for example. Well, I think he was pretty close to Brentford, wasn't he? Yeah, uh,
3: Five million, I think it was. Yeah. Like,
6: yeah, yeah. Quite so. You know, it's over. You sign a deal, or you, or you, yeah, yeah, we will sell you. But for some reason, uh, another player has, has been allowed to lead, to enter the final six month of his final six month of his contract, um, and it, I'm, I'm not sure it's going to end. or well, I'm not positive, shall we say, that it's, it's going to end um, satisfactorily for for Arsenal on this
5: on this occasion. Do you not think um, what also makes it more complicated is the fact that? Him and Aketia on with the same agency. Yeah, so. maybe, yeah
6: maybe, maybe. I, I was just about to say that, and that, you know, that you know, the fact that they're that they're from the same stable is there. You know, is there a is there a conflict of interest? I don't know, but um, it's, it's 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 um it that would be that would be a, a simple answer for, and that would be a simple question for someone you know for for the manager to answer. It, it's who do you you know who do you see as a long term in your in your in your team you know he he he's kind of flirted with any eddie, eddie, eddie and Ketty hasn't he he's had him in and out of the team and he you think he's finally made it he's finally broken through you know he starts he starts in a you know a couple of premier league games he comes on for a given given decent minutes and then you don't see him again for the next for the next three or four or five games mm-hmm. yeah so i in in my opinion. So same it's as really Nelson not. as well. It's just yeah, it's reading, really, between by, yeah. reading between the lines. I would, I would say, I would. It would suggest that Mikel Arteta isn't necessarily convinced mm. by, by, by certainly by um, Enketia. Um, which begs the question: Why not have? Why not have a proper look at? Um, yeah,
3: yeah. 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 There was, there, there was a. There was a um, there was a transfer rumor. I'm not too sure how how <laughs> how uh, legit it was, but there was a transfer rumor. I think it was Eddie and Wolves. Was, was it West Ham? Wolves uh, first and then West Ham, wasn't it? Yeah, and West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you know anything about that? Um, and do you think do you think Arsenal would entertain an offer for Eddie in this in this window? Do you think? Do you think, Let me extend that question. Sorry. Do you think Arsenal would ex um, would be open to selling anyone uh, in in this window at all?
6: Yeah,
3: I think mm-hmm. they definitely want to clear the Deadwood. I think that
6: listen, it, it's unfair to call it would be certainly be unfair to call um Eddie and Ketty a deadwood because yeah, he's still a young lad and he's still he's got bundles of potential and he, he could still go on and you know um have a fantastic career. I'm sure he will have a fantastic career because he's a talented boy. Um but yeah, to to, to maybe just to balance the books. I can, you know, I, I could see Arsenal entertaining offers for some of offers for someone like Eddie, Eddie and Ketia, um, just so they can maybe free up some wages that they can use to get the the level of player that they want um, at the end of the season and in, and in the summer. I think we, we're seeing already this month that they're they're looking to clear the decks a little bit and just just to reduce the wage bill. Yeah, you know, they, listen, if they can get Ozil off the wage bill. Even if it means paying part of his wages from from now until the summer, <clears throat> I think that will will be the, the 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 best business they can do. Yeah. Um. In January to get that to get that level of money off your yeah off your books is um yeah is a massive. It's almost like a massive like cash new, new cash injection. It's you know you've got you've got all that money to you know that, those wages to play with. And they've got so they they've. Um, has moved on hasn't and he? he's moved on to Nice. Um, I think Socrates is go- might be going to Genoa. I go so there's 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 a number of players that, that, that they have targeted to get out, and I think that is,
5: as I said, that is the priority this month. Mm. Um, Do you not um, think like it's six months too late at the same time? Because part of the issues is we kind of had this season is just in terms of our squad, which you had what at least twenty eight players training first yeah. team, and it just looks ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, no. I agree. But what I would say about that is selling players
6: is is a is a lot easier said than done. You um, you know negotiating, and getting the price that you feel is right. You know, a lot of a lot you see a lot of this on Twitter. Uh, people, you know, fans saying, oh, just sell him, just give him away." But th- th- you got to you got you got you got to remember. These guys, are, the guys that, you know, it's a business. Arsenal is a business at the end of the day. And you, you, you look at your balance sheet and you look at your assets. And if someone's not willing to pay you what you think that asset is worth, then you're not going to, you know, you're not going to, you're not just going to get essentially sell him and just give him away. So it, I think it's a lot easier said than done getting rid of, getting rid of players, but you can't just give them. And also don't forget, you need to be able to sell them to a club that the player wants to go to. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's not like it's not like Mesut Ozil hasn't had had his suitors over the past two or three seasons. He's definitely had clubs that wanted to take him, but one, it's been, um, it's not been a club that he wanted to go to. Two, it's not been a club that's been in been able to get anywhere near his wages. So getting rid of players is is, is um, yeah, it's you know it makes sense in. It you make it makes sense in, on paper, but get, actually getting it done is is is
4: an all different, altogether different scenario. Mm. And I think yeah, just in terms of, um, I guess selling players. Uh, just to touch on one of the one of the guys that you, I guess you you dropped the bombshell on the last the last time you were on um, Willian. Uh, There's been some rumours about you know sort of him <laughs> not being, <laughs> huh? yeah him, him him not being um you know too happy um you know falling out with. <laughs> Uh, some of some of the other players, you know, concerns about um hip, the non negoti non negotiables not being applied um evenly, him not necessarily settling into the to the team. And I think that's borne out by some of his um I guess to put it uh, mildly lackluster um performances. Do you reckon that's someone that the club might look to to move on um obviously probably not now but um in the summer. Um I don't think they would look to move
6: if I'm honest, I don't think they would look to move Willian on the summer. I I, I know that Arteta was very much in, involved in that deal. Nicolas Arteta was very much but he was heavily invested in trying to get Willian to the club. And I know you guys will probably roll your eyes off at that. And say, oh my God. <laughs> I'm about to
3: throw up.
5: Hell yeah. But what,
6: <laughs> what, what I would say, okay, you know, his performances are there to be judged, right? But he is a proven, you know, he has won things. He is a proven winner. And I mean, you look at the Arsenal squad, how many how many proven wins? I'm not, you know, I'm not defending, I'm not defending performances or whatever, but, you know, having character, provided you can get the best out of them and you provided you can get him pulling in the same direction as the manager, having characters like that, more often than not, would um, is beneficial? Is beneficial. So if they can, yeah, if they can get some performances out of him, and then they can get him a bit more buoyant, then, yeah, I, I, I still think there would be a future for William next season.
3: My dagger through my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Luke. laughs> um, all right, uh, Sammy. I don't want to take up too much of time. I've just got a few. Um, uh, quick fire questions to go through. Um, have you heard anything on like uh, links to Julian Brandt, um, the uh, Dortmund number 10? I, I know you said that alone is the most likely um, uh, solution in, in this window. Um, obviously we could maybe sign Brandt in the summer or is it possible for us to maybe get Brandt in now? Um, if that if that link is true.
6: I think that would again be more one uh one to look for in the summer they mm. would a, a player of that quality 100% you know I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you would, uh, would would be would be certainly being um, in the mix for someone like that um, the, the player that they did want and please do not ask me to say his name because okay. I just don't I can hardly spell it but the Dominic the lad from, it's a buzz line. yeah
3: I'll do it for you Sorry. don't worry it's cool. <laughs> yeah i
6: um um, he was one that they would he was one that they they were 1 million percent yeah, interested in but um, he, I think he, I think he's agreed to go to the sister club La- the La- yeah the sister club so um, obviously that deal was off so that's one that's been scratched off so Brandt you know has been has been a, is a player that they've looked at and you know I'm, I'm sure they would be interested in I've not heard anything significantly concrete about that but you know I've seen I've seen him play and then I've seen him play but again you know with players of that quality um clubs don't want to let them go in in Jan and that's usually unless you're prepared to pay above the odds which obviously Arsenal probably won't be prepared to do unless you're prepared to pay way above the odds in January I don't I can't see I can't yeah. see that all happening what,
5: what about um what um or um do you think that boat sold now
6: yeah i i yeah certainly this certainly this month I, I would i wouldn't i wouldn't see that deal um i wouldn't see that deal uh happening at the uh, in in january mm. um and, and i also think there may be now um clubs with bigger budgets who would be keen on uh Asamuwa. from what I understand, there would there they, they would be other clubs and bigger rivals who would be pay, prepared to pay more um, to him and to the club, to Leon, uh mm. to get that deal over the line.
4: And I guess um, another one, uh, another German, um, Julian Draxler, who's always, I think he's been linked with us every single summer for probably the last seven years. He's um, the name
3: Adam Trebelsi. Yeah,
4: yeah. Trebelsi. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Jan Via you Know Yohan Gork of yeah. all of these guys as well, <laughs> so um, is, to this, is, yeah, yeah is, is is Draxler something that's realistic? So I think a few people in our WhatsApp group would um be quite keen on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, they think they still think he's a he's, he's quite a good player, but um, we're sort of split down the middle on that one, I think. Yeah, I listen, I
6: think he probably uh, you know, he would maybe be available. And what I would say about that deal is that all the scouting reports that you know. Have been done because he has been watched. I, I would say I, I know for a fact that he's been watched uh, at least sort of fifty, looks like sort of fifty times. Like the, the, the scouting reports would be, um, there be bundles of them uh, locked away at, uh, at, um, at, the, at the Arsenal take training ground, so they know they certainly know all about him. Um, it, would he be available? I'm not sure. I, I think Pochettino would 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 would, would want to have a look at him first. Um, but he, I think, is he twenty-seven now, twenty-eight? Is is he, is he another? Is he a player has maybe passed, not past his best, but you know, as he, would he still have the hunger? See, I'm not too sure. I, I think, again for January at least, I, 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 I can see Arsenal just just keeping their powder dry for now. If that deal, maybe if if he was loanable, loanable, I could see I could see it. But if it was a permanent, mate, I'm, I'm not sure that would. Not
3: sure mm. that would happen. Is he contract up in the summer? Is that? Is that yeah, I think he is. is adjunct sure. adjunct. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and final question from me actually is about a backup goalkeeper. Since we signed the worst backup goalkeeper ever in history, and now we need a new one. So, <laughs> any any <Yeah>.
5: uh, <laughs> any
3: knowledge of that?
6: The listen, the one that they, they they tried to go for in the summer was um, the lad at name escapes. gatesman, a lad at Brentford. David Raya, Raya, yeah. yeah. Um, but you're back to the you're back to the same uh, you're back to the same problem of getting plays out, of, you know, getting plays out in January. Um, I think Runison, you know, God bless his God bless him, but, but that 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 the uh, the game against Man City. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was uh, something. It was not a night he will want to re- he will not to want to remember. So I can I understand why. They won a number two. Matt Macy's gone to Hibernian now, has not he? So um and um so that's yeah, so that, that ship sale. So they yeah, they do need a shake up in the in the goalkeeping department for sure. You know, obviously they've got their number one, you know, Mikel Arteta made that pretty clear who the number one was by the decision to let Martinez go to Villa. Um so he's gonna stick by that decision. But yeah, the 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 options <laughs> The options behind him certainly leave at the moment. So leave a lot to be desired.
3: Definitely. Uh, that's me done, guys. Any any questions before we let Sammy go? I guess
4: my last my last question is um, probably just on. I guess the dressing room, the dressing room mood. Because um, I reckon, I think, you know, well, obviously, whenever a team's in bad form, you're getting those stories about, you know, yeah. players are falling out, this, that and the other. Um, and we've had a couple of wins now, but do you reckon that, like, the mood around the place is still sort of fully supporting Arteta um, as well? Because obviously you said the higher-ups, there was no inclination that he was going to get sacked or anything like that. How do you think the, the players um, are feeling at the moment about the manager? I think, listen... I think any dressing
6: room you go you go across the country, you know, there are always going to be, you know, divisions. No, it, they might be minuscule, but, you know, with some clubs they might be, you know, might be gaping holes. But, it, it you know, it's hard to, to well, I think it's virtually impossible to have a dressing room that is completely galvanised and everyone is, you know, everyone is made. So they're always going to, you're always going to have your favourites. You're always going to have cliques. There's always going to be, people who hang around, you know, players who hang around with each other and are, you know, are more matey with others than, than, than other members in the squad. Um, but in terms of the mood of the camp, I think that is always invariably dictated to by results. So, of course, when <laughs> when you go on a run of not winning games and languishing towards the, the, the lower reach of the table when you're touching the relegation zone, then of course, you know, those... Those problems in those those little those little pockets of problems you might have in a dressing room are always going to be magnified but at the moment um, for giving the given the run that you're on um, it's it's obviously going to be far rosier but yeah the, during that during that period there was a lot of noise about disgruntlement you know amongst players and perhaps um, uh, questioning whether the manager' tactics, the manager's tactics, were 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 appropriate for a, for a team or a club the size of Arsenal, who have who have traditions of and heritage of, of, of attacking football. But you know, while you're winning games and while you're picking up points as as you were at the moment, as you are at the moment, I think those problems and those issues in the dressing room just get shoved to one side. I think, and I honestly think that's how it, how it will work. But if you do go on another run of poor results, then I'm sure those, Mm. those stories will come, come back, and you know we'll all be, we'll all be questioning whether, whether you know there there, there are cliques in the camp.
3: Perfect. All right, Sammy. uh, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on, man. Your your time is really much appreciated. I hope you've had a good time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so get, get hold of Sammy Mockbell on, on Twitter we'll put his uh, at name in the bio be sure to follow him and uh, check out all his uh, um, all his work as well uh, with the Daily Mail um, alright guys yeah we'll leave it there uh, be sure to use touch, uh, the hashtag Uh follow us on, the, on all the socials at Tashigunas and we'll be back next week take it easy guys it's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil
2: Lacazette Ah! Wrong, right. I Ian, ah, right. one, man, one, on on yes, I thought it was Renga Ian, it. but I not right. Man could have had that fight, but I'm gonna mean walk on site. Man had to grab that mic. I'm not going to spit this time Trying to work with a oh, good energy man, the work with a bad vibe None of these guys can't it's see amazing. me like, oh. it's shine. That's, man, That's the response of Arsenal man cross the line. Chelsea simply like, lost their that focus guy. in the joy I of was Ian Ryan. But I will not see him right Man could have had that fight But I am mean, gonna walk on side. Man I have to dab that back. Fabregas, so yeah, Can he go all the way here. Still he a a yeah. wonderful play from Arsenal. I'm I'm put into practice. And Not even faster can come up with an answer. The goal is worthy of it. Trust me. Sports Social Podcast Network.